Blog Talk Radio. Any man raised against me won't prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a motherfucking king. Like I'm on my way to execution These bitches love my style They say that thug shit seduces them I'm covering across a true boss Where niggas play to win We ain't into taking losses Y'all niggas say chemical Capone Don't still got it Backstab niggas Wish me misfortune and pride Call me Mr. International My love extends Across state lines Neighborhood slums and bend I fuck with D.C. niggas St. Louis, Kansas City Memphis, Tennessee Down to Louisville, Kentucky New Orleans niggas Texas I'm back down to Georgia, Portland, Denver, Las Vegas, Southern California, my East Coast niggas worth the record. Down in Boston, these niggas counted Acapone out. Now it's gonna cost them, I'm a general, a midtown hall. Keeping the king, I'm a pioneer in your swag, on my swag, everything. Walk the line with my head up high And these real nigga haters would love to see me die Here I am, nigga, loaded, cocking back to shoot Let's be in black and give your boy a 21 gun salute And keep your eyes toward the mountains on a dark, cloudy night Cause I'm coming with a vengeance and it's gonna cost you your life I'm from that old bay, that my music era A 90s baby, that fully automatic decade Where niggas went crazy, I fucked with two shorts That nigga Spice One and Ricky Rich And bad influence niggas, 40 legit in the click Three times crazy, the link was Mac Mall and Mac Drake That Sebo, that brother Lynch Hunt, that killer tape My figures, nigga, Tina Mess and Guapale Paris, the Scarry, and Sakoot, the whole damn yay Yeah, your dudes ran away with the style And did your thing, but you can never be Your swag or our swag, everything Totally insane, them hood stars are chunk. That's John T, my nigga Prozac, the SIC. Shake, my Frisco niggas, JT Quinn and GLP. RBL, Posse, Cold World, Hustle, 11-5. Reppin' Foe, Tate, Juice, IMP, and UDI. R.I.P. to my niggas, Reppin' Nuttin' and Mr. T. Hit man, Biscini, the Washington Brothers, and Big D. Shot, Insane Wayne, those we lost in the war. Too many to name, triple that and add more. Can't forget about my niggas at large. Alien's home, my niggas locked up. Y'all to get home, but it's a kite to my soldiers locked down in the pen. See you when you touch down, or if not, when they shove me in once again. My freestyle flow, just a couple of motherfuckers that I know. We quickly represent.
MCN Radio, and I'm here with my wonderful guest, uh, Mr. Ad Capone from uh, the group Totally Insane, if you guys remember. I'm going to ask him to um, refresh your memories and tell us about the beginning of his career in rap and hip-hop. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> well, um, as far as the group, uh, we started recording. Well, we put out our first album in 1991. Um, totally insane. Uh, our first album was direct from the back streets. Uh, we followed up with the 1993 release, Going Insane. Uh, we followed that by the 1995 release, Backstreet Life. Uh, we followed that with the 1997 release, Totally Insane, self-titled, uh, featuring Scoot Dogg of the Hood Stars. And our 2000 uh, release was uh, The Game of Life. Um, so we got five studio albums that's totally insane. Wow. So how did you um, how did you get together with the group? And decided well, to um, put that together. Uh, well, my 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 other the other rapper in the group, Mac Ten or AKA Ten Dollar, we we've been best friends since kindergarten. We met each other in kindergarten. We became best friends, and um, we lived in the same neighborhood. So, um, by about the fifth grade, we started rapping. You know, we both of us started writing lyrics and sitting on the porch writing lyrics and uh, uh, rapping over beats, sitting on the porch. And by about the seventh grade, we start doing uh, talent shows and, and school assemblies. Um, and by the time we turned, we we was doing that for a couple of years, doing talent shows, doing school assemblies and stuff like that, rapping on the playground or, you know what I'm saying, rapping in the neighborhood in front of our friends. And by the time we got to, uh, by the time we got to high school, we had started uh, going to studios recording songs. Um, what happened was a buddy of ours, um, Michael Washington, Mike D, may he rest in peace, uh, he had seen us at a few talent shows, and he liked what we was doing. He liked our music. He liked our talent. And one day when I was walking from school, he approached me and asked me did I want to go to the studio and record and put a record out. And I was like, yeah. He had the money to pay for it, and he was like, you know, he'll fund it or whatever, pay all the studio costs, pay to get it pressed up and everything. And um, so I, called, I reached out to to Mac Tan at the time, I reached out to a female that was on our group named MC Silk, um, and a buddy of mine, uh, Zero, uh, Zero, who had met TC and was recording music with TC out in San Francisco, had turned us on to the studio, which was Bank Road Studio at the time, and that's how we were introduced to TC, which is a, a, the third member of Totally Insane. Um, we went down there, started making music, and um, Mike... Mike got murdered before we could put the first album out. We had an album called Crazy Shit that was already ready to press and everything. And like three weeks before it came out, he got murdered out in Oakland. Um, so we was back to square one. Um, his brother, uh, Chris, didn't want to make he rest in peace also. He uh, was going to put the album out and then at the last minute decided he didn't want to. He wanted to put another group out. And um, so we were back to the drawing board. You know, we didn't have... We had an album that was ready, that was ready to press. Uh, we got shot down and felt like it was the end. And then another friend of mine, Manny the Black, I'd like to say peace to Manny the Black. What's up, homie? Uh, he picked up the slack and took us back in the studio. We made a whole new album, which happened to be direct from the back street, which happened to be a, like a West Coast classic right now. Okay. Now, when you were growing up, who who were you listening to that inspired you to, to be a rapper? Oh, my favorite, I ain't going to lie, my favorite rapper of all time is Ice Cube. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I just admired, well, Ice Cube and Tupac. I say Ice Cube because, you know what I'm saying, his style, his style was so hard, it was edgy, but he was real clever, he was real intelligent with his words, and that's who I mirrored my, I kind of mirrored myself after Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? I liked Ice-T, too, at the time, because Ice-T had that hard, edgy, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, mm-hmm. just like ruthless rap, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I think my style, I think I, I at that time I, like, emulated my style behind Ice Cube because he was, like, my main influence at that time as a youngster growing up, coming up, you know. And um, what was it about Tupac that you admired the most? Tupac was just raw. He was just, you know, a lot of people, if you if you listen to music or you listen to rap, his delivery was so intense. You know, some people... They, they. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that got good voices and good delivery, but Tupac sound like he was spitting from his soul. You know what I'm saying? Like his words mm-hmm. was coming from the bottom of his stomach. You know what I'm saying? And the mm-hmm. words that he was using, the way he put his words together, and the topics he chose, how he could make himself. One one song he could be calling you a bitch. Then the next song he could be talking about respect to women. The next song he make us talking about his mama. The next song he talk about killing somebody. Those are all emotions that. Young black brothers in the hood got. We all love our mama. We all love our women. Mm-hmm. We all love our baby mama. But at the same time, if you piss us off, you a bitch. We we can't stand you. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like he he showed the vulnerability. I think of black men and how black men really think. You know what I'm saying? One minute I could be cool with you. Next minute I can't stand you. Next minute I want to kill you. Next minute I want to love you. Next minute I want to hug you. So he kind of like showed those different sides of people of of himself. Should I say? And he wasn't mm-hmm. scared to do that, and that's what—that's why I respect him. He was so creative and so intelligent and so uh, uh, passionate about his music and what he said that, you know, what I'm saying you can't help but respect him. That's right. Now, um, had you ever met any of the um, the rappers that you admired, like Ice Cube, Ice T, and Tupac, or anybody yeah, actually, else? Aaron? Yeah, actually, I met all three of them. Uh, I met Ice T. Uh, it's funny. It's a funny story. I was. Uh, Two Shirt had threw a players ball out in Oakland, and we went. We were invited. Two Shirt invited us to the players ball, and I met Easy E. You know what I'm saying at at the players ball, um, and me and Easy got cool. Uh, he invited us out to L.A. He was throwing a. They had this this thing called Abbey the Abbey Road Convention every year out in L.A., and he mm-hmm. was hosting it one year at the Western Bonaventure Hotel. So we went out. He kicked. We kicked it with him and stuff, and. Um, he actually he uh, introduced me to Ice Cube, you know, saying at that time, wait, what? No, no, I take that back. Ice Cube had left the group by then. Um, but later on at the Summer Jam out in out here in Mountain View, actually at the Shoreline, I met Ice Cube um, through another buddy, through EPMD, matter of fact. Uh, we was hanging out after the Summer Jam, and uh, we, got, we were sitting out this side smoking a blunt with EPMD, and Ice Cube walked up, and EPMD introduced me. To Ice Cube, like, hey, this is a young homie from uh, out here in the Bay Area. You know, he'd be rapping and stuff, and he shook my hand, and we sat there and conversated for a minute, and then he went on about his business. So it was a real privilege to meet him. Uh, Tupac, I met him. We did a show in Fillmore at the Stone, uh, and he was performing with Richie Rich and the Governor out of Oakland, and uh, I got a chance to meet him backstage. He was a real cool, kind of paranoid type of dude, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like mm-hmm. fidgety kind of dude, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he had beef with somebody in the club, but he was kind of fidgety. But he was a real cool, laid-back cat, though, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't all 
hyper like like you you see him on TV or see him on videos. He's kind of like laid back and kind of quiet, like um, mm-hmm. Ice T. Oh, that's what I met Ice T at Easy E's. The thing I was telling you about in L.A. the the Abbey Road convention. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there chopping up with Easy and Ice T walked up, and uh, Ice T just walked up and, and hey, how you doing? I'm Ice T. I'm like, man, I know who you are. You know, what I'm saying we start. He was talking about a project. He was I think he was working on the. Um, uh, uh, I forgot what project he was working on, but he was telling me that he, he was talking, telling me and Easy that he was working on this new project. And oh, he was working on New Jack City. He was working on New Jack City movie. He had went out. Oh, to New York okay. And, yeah, he went out to New York and auditioned and got the role. And he was telling us that he was about to go out there and start filming it, I guess, or whatever. Um, yeah, so you know, I met I met three of the guys that I look up to. And, uh, you know, they all was pretty laid back. And they meeting them and listening to them is what inspired me to, to do my music and keep going and keep pushing, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was fortunate to meet cats that I look up to, and they gave me the motivation to be where I am now. Well, that's cool. Now, um, since they have kind of evolved into, like, actors, producers, directors, and things like that, is that something that you thought about doing? Yeah, I would love to. I would love to. To, to venture into different things, you know, all three of them um, were smart enough to, to parlay their music into acting careers, fashion, or whatever they're doing. And yeah, I think that as you get older, you know what I'm saying, being a businessman, being a father, being a husband, I think that you should strive to reach out to bigger things. You know what I'm saying? It's cool mm-hmm. to, you know, it's cool to, to to remain in the box that you're in that 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 started you, but. It's, it's nothing wrong with reaching out and branching out into other things, movies, fashion, radio, you know what I'm saying, producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not – I definitely would love to get into movies, get into radio, get into modeling, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, uh, fashion, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I definitely would. What do you think about the um, the videos that are made now and how they represent um, rap and hip-hop? Um. I mean, some of them are cool. I see that from back back when I was doing it, like in the 90s, videos are way a lot cheaper than they were back then. I mean, back then you had to spend fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for a video, and now, shoot, you could go buy the camera for dollars $1,500, $2,000 and film all the videos you want yourself and put them on YouTube. Back then mm-hmm. there wasn't no YouTube, so you only had a few uh, outlets in the Bay Area. We had CMC, Video Show, or it was BET or MTV, which was kind of difficult to get on. Um, mm-hmm. But but now you have so many outlets, you know, you can put it on Facebook, you can put it on MySpace, you can put it on YouTube, you can put it on, you know, there's so many different Internet sites that you can, you can, um, you can display your video on that I think that it makes it easier and it makes it harder because it makes it hard, easier for you to get your stuff out there but it makes it harder because so many other people is getting their stuff out there too that the uh I think the industry is kind of like oversaturated right now. Yeah, in a, in a way I have to agree with you. Um but I think that um more people in the industry like just getting into it should probably um start getting educated on the marketing part. Yeah. Marketing yeah. and promotion makes you stand out. And if you don't yeah. know much about that, all you know how to do is get on the internet, put your video up. That's why you would probably be like number two thousand three hundred and seven or whatever right, um, video right. to look at because right. you have to learn certain ways through to use the internet on your on your best behalf to make your your product um, stand out more. 
So right. now, um, I, I see you do a lot of stuff on the internet. Have you um, taken any courses or anything on internet marketing? No, actually, I just um, no, nah, I just uh, I just I just basically what I do is I um, I follow what what fits me. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. I follow what 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 you know what I'm saying. I stay in my own lane. You know what I'm saying? I follow what is suitable to me. You know, I'm not going to market myself to Soldier Boy's crowd because that's not my crowd, you know. I'm going to market myself to to my own crowd. So, what I do is I um I set up I I can give you a a quick example like as far as Facebook. I set up a Facebook and I see who's following me and I market mm-hmm. to them because eventually they're going to spread the word. They're going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to spread the word. Oh, Hack Capone got a new video on Facebook and they're going to log on. But at the same time, I still try to stay I try to stay within my demographics but kind of reach to a, a couple years younger than me because I know that they're still coming up. You know, it would be ridiculous to me to market myself to a 15- or 16-year-old kid because he right. don't know totally insane or he don't, you know, he might have heard his, his mother or father playing it, but he don't really know who totally insane is. So I try to stay within, like, say, uh, I'll say 25 to 40, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm marking myself to 25 to 40, and if it trickles down into younger generations, then hey, I won. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, marketing is marketing is 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 kind of it's easy, but it's hard because you got to be real careful how you put yourself out there. And like you say, um, marketing and promotion is very important in music. Anybody can put mm-hmm. a put a CD to, or a song together, but the the most important thing is doing something with it. Get out there, promote it, market it, and let the people hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that you can do if you set up a blog or a social mm-hmm. network site. And what you might want to use is certain um, tag words that relate to your, your type of music, your name, um, mm-hmm. you know, what type of style you have, because those are keywords that people look up when they're trying to find. They're, people are always on the Internet trying to find something. They know that there's something out there. So if they're looking for your type of music and that's what they like, they're going to put those words in, and your your site will pop up. Right. So right. you wouldn't be marketing yourself to the wrong crowd or wrong age group or whatever because you're going to be marketing it to the tag words that you use. Like right. if I was marketing my website to just people who like Internet radio, it would go to anybody that put in Internet radio. But if I said indie music Internet radio, then I would get people looking for indie music on Internet right. radio. And so right, forth and right. so on. So that's just a way to um, to bring more traffic to your site because a lot of people don't know that or they they don't know exactly how to use the tag words. Right. And um, then when you put them in like search engines like Google and Yahoo and all those, it just brings all those people that are on there to your site, and that's right. how you build your traffic. So right. without actually going outside of yourself, you know, without right. going beyond yeah. the people that you're trying to reach. Yeah. And I'm still learning. I mean, you know, this kind of this this style of doing things is still kind of new to me, also. So I'm still learning, and I think a lot of cats out there should should realize: look, you don't know it all. You know what I'm saying? You, you, there's still some. You're gonna learn something every day. You're gonna learn something new every day. So just keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, and you know what I'm saying? Be uh, be open to take advice. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. That's true. And, of course, you can always contact me if you need any assistance because um, I'll be happy to help you with that. 
Thank you. Thank you. Now, you've had like a, a tumultuous career in life, um, and a lot of people are associated with rap, being involved in rap, and I don't know why they do that because they just assume that you want to have this type of life or, or experiences in life because you decide you want to be a rapper. You know, you could, I don't know a lot of rock stars and a lot of um, country music stars that have similar incidents happen to them. So it's, to me, it's not associated with any choice of music or your career. It's just basically right. you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time or the environment that you're around and certain choices that you've had to make that pretty much, you know, could, they may have been bad, but they may have been the, the good choice for the moment, which still right. means you have to suffer the consequences. But right. a lot of times when you suffer that consequence, you're going to learn from it so that it doesn't happen to you again. Now, right. let's talk a little bit about, you know, like situation that happened to you where you actually had to be incarcerated. Um, well, at the time, um, I was doing music, and music wasn't really, at that point in time, Music wasn't really paying well, so I went back to the street. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I started on the streets. You know what I'm saying? The, the 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 music came from the streets, and I was still stuck in that life. I was playing. I was I was trying to play the fence on both sides of the fence, and I shouldn't have been doing that. I should have been sticking with my music and, and doing the right thing. But what happened was I was out there trying to get my hustle on. Uh, you know, I was trying to move them packages out of state, and I got uh, I got popped. I got incarcerated. Uh, I did six years in federal prison um, when I should have been uh, doing something that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh, I got into music to get off the street, and I was making the wrong choices because I was still uh, backpedaling, you know what I'm saying? I was still backsliding into the streets, and I shouldn't have been doing that, putting my life in danger, putting my career in danger, and I shouldn't have been doing that. And when I went down, I had a, I had six years to think about it, and it's, it's been a lot of times I sat on that laying on on my back on that bunk, looking up at the ceiling like, man, what the hell did you just do? You just fucked your whole career off. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think everybody, I think you have to make the right decisions in life. You know what I'm saying? Nobody could, nobody can make decisions for you. I think you have to make your own decisions. And I think that every decision that you make is a learning experience. You know what I'm saying, um, mm-hmm. and that and that definitely was a learning experience for me. You know what I'm saying, because it took me away from my kids, it took me away from my music, it took me away from my career, it took me away from my mom and uh, my parents, should I say, my family, and um, it just kind of like it didn't just ruin my life; it ruined a, a lot of lives around me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I made a dumb because because I made a dumb decision. Well. Thinking about all the the artists that even that were even more established than you were before you got incarcerated, still getting involved in things that puts them in jail, um, you know, do you think there's any way that somebody could like maybe show them other critical things to do in making decisions to avoid having those type of things happen again, like T.I. and Lil Wayne and Shine yeah. and, and like everybody that that had to go away for a long time, and some of them were on death row or never coming out because they have right. life. You know, like they actually had established careers where they were yeah. making money. Yeah. So what what is it that you think could be done to pretty much convince these dudes to stay away from backtracking? Yeah. I, well, I think first of all, 
they have to they have to surround themselves with the right people. You know what I'm saying? After they start getting famous and getting money, all kind of people come out the woodworks. And I think that they just picking the wrong circle to be around, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of difficult because you got to think, growing up in the hood, nobody re- really teaches you how to be rich or what to do when you get money or what to do when you're famous or what to do right. when you get billions of dollars. You never really learn what to do, you know what I'm saying? If you've been broke all your life and then all of a sudden somebody give you a million-dollar contract, now you're rich overnight, you're really mm-hmm. not trained or, or you don't really know what to do, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. our our mis- miseducation tells us that, oh, we got to keep it real. So I got to get my cousin just got out of jail. I got to get the homie on the block, the killer on the block. And not knowing that, yeah, you rich and you famous, but them cats are still broke. Mm-hmm. And them cats still, you know, they still thug and they still on the block. And you on the Grammy Awards and you in movies and you in the studio every night and you, you know what I'm saying, making business deals, but they still on the block. Mm-hmm. They still They still who they are, you know what I'm saying? And right. I think that keeping, I think we got the miss, I think black people got the wrong idea of keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? I think that they think that uh, I got to, I got to to risk my whole life and my whole career to keep it real to prove something to you. And that, you know, that's not the case. And I think the, 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 the situation with T.I. was that he was trying to prove that he was, he was real and he ended up, it almost ended up costing him his career, you know what I'm saying? And I think mm-hmm. that once you get money and, and once you get fame like that, you got to surround yourself with the right people. Look at Jay-Z. He's surrounded by the right people because he's making all the right moves. That's right. You know what I'm saying? He got smart surround himself by business people. And I mm-hmm. think that cats like Lil Wayne and T.I. And, and whoever, even the athletes, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, Plasco Burris and you know, whoever, they need to start surrounding themselves with the right people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people cut their family off to kick it with the home, to, to pull the homies in. And some of the time, the homies ain't got your best interest in, in heart. You know what I'm saying? That's some right. Times, the homie, sometimes the homies might be jealous and trying to bring you down. So mm-hmm. I think that you need to surround yourself by the right people, you know? That's right, because um, I understand the plight that they may have in making those choices of who to surround themselves with because the industry is full of cutthroats and people just, yeah. just really slimy. So yeah. I, people would assume that they're better off having their friends and family involved as opposed to those other people. Yeah. But my thing is you need to understand what exactly do you need for your career, what type of qualities should that person have, what kind of experience do they have, talk to the people they worked with before, find out how they did business and all those things, and you can get the right person. But you can't just snatch up the the guy who's, you know, come out talking all this stuff about what he can do. Check his ass right. out, you know. But yeah, when sure. they get family members that are still involved in, the you know, the negative stuff, then you you have to learn how to show that tough love and cut them off because all they're going to do is keep that stuff in your direction. If you're trying to get away from it, you can't keep it hovering over you like that, you know, because, yeah. I mean, we see people like uh, Fantasia having issues with her family taking advantage of her, Eddie Griffin. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't even matter what type of thing you do in, in, in the industry. The minute that you become famous, people are going to, like, start acting crazy around you, whether it's family or friends or strangers, whoever it is. And you just have yeah. to be able to check folks and not yeah. hold it in and feel bad because they're yeah. your family, you know. I mean, like, yeah. my family was tripping like that. They got to go. 
Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, it's cool to, to involve your family in what you're doing, but you got to pick the right family members to involve. You got that's good right, family members and you got bad family members. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got family members that's really, that really love you and out for your best interest, but then you got them other family members that act like they love you just to get something out of you. So you got to be able to pick and choose, you know what I'm saying, who you're going to deal with and who you're not going to deal with. And if you that's choose right. to deal with a family member and you and you feel that they're they're the right ones to deal with, you got money, send them to school. Let them learn some business. Let them learn management. Let them learn marketing. You know, you got enough money, put a couple of G's, send them to school, let them learn. If they really want to be a part of what you're doing, they'll do, they'll do the work, and they'll go to school and they'll learn how to help you go further with your career. That's right, because all it basically is doing is giving them a job. Because a lot of the yeah. folks, like Eddie Griffin, his, he has family members that are just living off of him, and he's, like, broke. Because he's yeah. paying for their care, and they're yeah. just sitting around. They're not doing nothing. You know, they're in the studio claiming they're making music, but they ain't making no damn music. And like they're bringing him down financially because of his good heart. Yeah. And and like it's hard for him to say enough is enough. And Fantasia yeah. goes through the same thing. You know, me myself, I would know how to say. You know, y'all gonna have to leave. Y'all yeah. not have me get my stuff jacked up and more in my career because y'all want to act stupid. And then you yeah, have, um, like, Keisha Cole's family, um, the attention was brought on their negative behavior and gave them a TV show. So they pretty much, you know, uh, benefited off of being ignorant with her on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that, that to me, is bad, too. I'm glad they got their little job and all, but they make her look bad. Like, you know, I know everybody don't have a perfect family, but, you know, the attention is still on her because she's the star. Yeah. And so their behavior is reflecting on her. So yeah. if she's trying to progress into something else, like say she wanted to be an actress or whatever, people are not going to um, go on on um, record to, to bring her on because they're going to figure the family coming along too. They're going to start acting ignorant and stuff like that. You know, that turns a lot of people away when you're trying to progress yourself. Yeah, yeah. Really, you know, you really got to – being rich and being famous is a responsibility. You got to really know or you got to really watch what you're doing because it's a lot of people watching you. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's that's willing to bring you down. There's a lot of people that's jealous, a lot of people that's envious, and you really got to watch what you're doing. I mean, it, it, to make it even more sad, there's people out there that'll kill you because you're rich and famous. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You got to really watch what you're doing. experience that. Athletes yeah. get um, attacked, uh, shot up all the time um, yeah. because they haven't been able to let that go. And some folks are just jealous and hating on them and yeah. thinking, you know, I don't care that you're famous. I'm going to take you out anyway. You know, that kind of yeah. attitude. And that's another thing about um, our people. We have to learn to embrace the ones that do make it out and not try to bring them down out of some type of jealousy because if if everybody stays in the bottom, we're never going to make it anywhere. So you got to give right. somebody the props for going up to the top because they yeah. can bring us up there. But if you, if you don't deserve to be brought up, it's only because you behave that way. And yeah. you can't expect nothing to happen just because you black and they black and whatever. you got to right. do your part too. Right. Now, you have this um, album out called Kingpin. Um, how, what made you want to um, create that, that whole project? Well, uh, the Kingpin concept is I just wanted to show people that you don't even – well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a couple of different meanings. I, I wanted to show people that I'm not, just a, I'm not just a Kingpin because I sell dope. I could be a Kingpin in this music game. I could be a Kingpin in business. 
You know what I'm saying? A kingpin is just a, a, a person. It's just a street name for a CEO. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I could, you know what I'm saying, I come from the street. Everybody know where I come from. Everybody know I did time for selling drugs. Everybody know my lifestyle. So what I did was this. I put the title on there to show you, look, the, the title kingpin is going to lure you into the album. But once you listen to the album, you're going to be like, oh, wow, wait a minute, I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about, yeah, he was balling, he was living the life and all that. Then, damn, look what happened at the end. That fool went to jail. That fool got shot. That fool got murdered. His friend got murdered. His brother got murdered. You know what I'm saying? To show that there's two sides to the game. You know what I'm saying? It's the good side and it's the bad side. And mostly, in most of the cases I've seen, the bad side usually comes right along with the good side. You know what I'm saying? The, the sun mm-hmm. shines. The sunshine bright and it's hot and everybody's sweating until the clouds roll in. Then it's all bad and dark, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. So if you listen to the album, I, I, there's a couple of songs in there where I explain what happened to me. I, I make up stories about what happened to other people that, you know what I'm saying, that I know that been in the game and was getting money and tragically their lives ended. Matter of fact, I got a song, the first, the second song on my album is called My Brother's a Kingpin. And it's about three mm-hmm. brothers, Michael, Chris, and Ray Washington. All three of them was balling, kingpins in the game, millionaires, fancy cars, jewelry, houses, females, everything you can think of. Each one of them got murdered in the dope game. All three brothers lost their lives in the dope game. All three of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I make music. I make music from my heart and my soul. I don't make music just to dance in the club, but I try to make something that's going to touch people. And I think that that's what gave me longevity in the game because – a lot of people can relate to the music that I make, and, and it really touches people, and they really can relate to it, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that's very important. Being an entertainer, yeah, it's cool to entertain, but I think at some point you got to give people something, you know what I'm saying? If God give you mm-hmm. gave you a gift, I think that you should share that gift with people in a positive way, you know what I'm saying, not just a negative way, in a positive way, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, I mean, he gives us all messages. And if you're listening, he'll tell you that he's giving you a talent that'll help you get to a better place in your life. Right. And a lot of people don't listen to that, and they just assume that, you know, oh, just something I like to do is just a hobby. Well, if you're really that great at it, that means that's something that's extra special for you, and you need to take it to the next level. And some people don't do it. Some people do do it. You know, it depends on how close they are to themselves and how they think about, you know, their future and what they want to do. Because some people don't even think about it. Some people don't feel they have a future, mm-hmm. you know. Now, do you do any work with any um, any young kids, you know, as far as in the hood, any kids that are, like, mis- misguided or having a lot of troubles, like pretty much going in the um, same path as a lot of people you've known? Uh, yeah, I tried to actually. Uh, I got a, uh, a uh, my friend uh, Shantae uh, Shantae Williams. She's putting together a fashion show for the Toys for Tots. Uh, it's going to be in December. I I don't know the exact date, but as soon as I get the date, I'll let you know. She's putting together okay. a celebrity. She's putting together a celebrity fashion show to raise uh, money for Toys for Tots, and um, I'm I'm a part of that. Um, my work that I do, I do direct care. I work with people with like cerebral palsy. Uh, autism, you know what I'm saying? That's my that's that's what I do. My that's my nine to five. I work with people with autism, cerebral palsy, uh, mildly or mental retardation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, or injuries. You know what I'm saying? My client that I work with now, he uh, got shot and he's in a wheelchair from getting shot. So I work with him, help him take care, help him pay his bills, help him take care of his house, 
you know, help mm-hmm. feed them and, and, and clothe them and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. I, I do, but I, I don't do as much with the youth as I should that I want to because I don't have the time, but I need to, I need to find the right organizations to deal with. You know, so you can't really trust a lot of organizations out there. A lot of them is crooks. Right. A lot of them be stealing the money from the kids. So you got to, I, I want to find the right organization to work with mm-hmm. so I can do more of that because I really would like to do that. Or more well, of that, you I always create it yourself and just get the True. people that you that True. you want to put in it because that's what I, I usually do that. I mean, I'm, I'm actually starting a step to the beat foundation to um, bring attention to uh, the principles of stepping and how those things can be used to teach kids things like discipline and team leadership and, um, you know, like team management, you know, being a leader, um, respect, and, and things like that without just thinking about stupid things like the Dougie or right. <laughs> the Hanky Day. Right. Use something that teaches you something because you can't learn nothing from those dances. And you have principles that you need in your life that you may not get from your family or any other peers that are in your in your vicinity. So, right. you know, we're trying to create programs, and they already have programs that do that within the communities, but we're creating a foundation that funds those programs in those communities because generally the the reason they don't last is because they run out of money. So, right. And the government doesn't give that kind of money to those type of programs because right. there's so many inner city out there that, you know, they, they really look for other types of programs. So yeah. whenever somebody like myself or some other people who become established, you know, will want to do some type of charity giving, I will bring it to their attention, the community organizations that are overlooked so that they can yeah. start concentrating on doing those type of things. So, right. you know, I just decided to create that myself because I know, like you said, there's a lot of programs that do take from the children and they do get funding from the government. That's why the government doesn't fund a lot of the programs anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the government is crazy. They 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 spend millions and billions of dollars in saving the trees and saving the wells, but be penny pinching mm-hmm. when it's time to save the children. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, that, you that, know why that is because they already a large majority of them they already feel like no matter what they do for our particular culture, true, we're not ever true. going to progress. So they don't true. feel like they should be wasting money. They, if we still going to jail, we still doing dumb stuff. You know, they're not yeah. going to keep wasting money. So what we have to do as a people is to start sending the messages to each other that, you know, once you get an opportunity, take advantage of it and do right with it and then pass the word. You know, True. don't don't just do it, get it for a couple of years and go back into whatever because right. they look at us like that. They feel like we're not strong enough as a person or a people to stay at the success level. We, we're weak in their minds, and we're going right. to go backwards, so they're not going to waste their money. So we got to show right. that you know we're worth the effort. That's what yeah. we really need to be doing. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And like you said before, you know, a lot of like a lot of programs and stuff be 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 mishandling, mistreating the money. You know what I'm saying? So the government, like, I ain't gonna keep on writing y'all checks, and y'all ain't doing nothing mm-hmm. with it. Y'all y'all bullshitting. You know? That's right. And I don't blame him, to tell you the truth, because I wouldn't want to keep on doing it. Hell no, nah. I wouldn't if either. Nobody, you, every time I turn around, you're back in jail, you know, yeah. or you're doing something stupid. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do it either, because, you know, even though I'll be do, um, doing some, some foundation giving or whatever, some money giving, mm-hmm. I'm still going to be pretty strict on how it's given and everything, because I'm not wasting no money either. I'm not going to let somebody else suffer for somebody else's, you know, mistakes and 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 mishandling of things. So 
uh, you know, I would advise people whenever you get approached with somebody who wants to help you, you need to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, you know. I ain't going to keep on writing checks. I'm going to ask you what happened to them last three checks I wrote you. I don't know. I'll get your ass out of here. I ain't give you no more. Get no, your ass like out of here. I ain't they're, give you no more. My money. Coming to ask you for some money, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, what you do with the last little money I just gave you? Oh, no. Oh, get your ass out of here. I know. Now, um, what do you think about the the condition of um, hip-hop as it is today with the artists that we have out? Because we have a lot of variety of artists, and, you know, sometimes it just looks like it's going down or it's, it's coming back up. You know, what do you think about it? Right now, I think it's I think it's at a standstill. I think that it's it's not flourishing like it should because people come with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The artists is, they're not being creative. I mean, they come with some stupid shit and it's not it's not entertaining as it used to be, you know what I'm saying? People aren't putting their heart into it. They're just doing it for the money, you know what I'm saying? And okay, I mean, it's cool to get paid, but damn, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop started as an art form for the streets, for the youth, for for our community, our generation. And mm-hmm. People was putting their heart and souls into it. Now they just doing it for the money, just to, you know, I don't know what they doing it for, but it's not as creative as it used to be. And the fans ain't stupid; they seeing that. You mm-hmm. know, saying why, why, why buy your album when the only good song you got on there is the radio song? I could hear that for free all day. Right. You know, or why should I down? You know, why should I pay to download your album and and only you? All you're talking about is your jury, your teeth, and in the club. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't own no jury. I don't go to the club every weekend. I don't drive no Bentley. <laughs> you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? I don't, don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Talk about a Dodge. Tell me about my Mitsubishi or my, my uh, Camry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tell, tell me how to, Yeah, tell me how to pay these bills. <laughs> you know, tell me how to pay these bills. Tell me how to keep my lights and my water on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tell me how much you appreciate being able to make some money when you could have been yeah. down here with us doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Here Bust I am. My ass you know, none. <laughs> and then you got to think about it like this. I'm sitting here. I'm buying your CDs. You a multimedia. You in Grammys. You got the big old house on the hill. You driving Maybachs and Bentleys. You catching gun cases. Getting caught with pills in the car. And I'm sitting here barely. I'm barely paying my PG&E, but I'm spending my last twenty dollars on your CD. And you can't even keep your raggedy ass out of jail. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got a million dollars. You riding down Hollywood Boulevard in the Maybach. Smoking uh, cocaine blunts. Come on, man. What are you doing? That's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> to be drunk and driving when you have millions of dollars and you can afford a chauffeur, man. but you in the car behind the wheel, probably ain't got no real license, and you man. high or drunk and got a gun in the damn car. So oh. you, you just said, I made it. Now I can still do what I want to do, but I can pay my way out of it now. You know, that's what that's you just made a good point. That right there kills me. Okay, mm-hmm. you from the hood, and I know you got to protect yourself, but you know you on parole, and you know the police is looking at you because you rich and famous. Why don't right. you hire some security or get one of your one of your close homeboys that's really got your your back? Won't you get them licensed with a gun to carry it with you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Won't you get one of your clean homeboys got a clean record? But you know he one of them real street cats that that'll get down for you if you need it. Why don't you get right. him a license for his gun so he can carry it legally to protect you and hire him as your security? Right. And why don't that. you do your drugs at home? At home. 
You got a big 15-room mansion. You got a, a mansion with like 25 rooms. One of them could be a secret yeah. room. Go in that secret room and get high. You know, who yeah. won't know about it? But why are you on the road yeah. with smoke coming out the window? And, <laughs> and then your breath smell like you just smoked some weed. And and, yeah. and you still got the pill in your hand or on the on the seat next to you or something, you know. I mean, like, yeah. and then your eyes are all jacked up. I mean, like, see, the cops already probably know your car. <laughs> Yeah, you in a three hundred thousand dollar, you in a you in a three hundred thousand dollar car, and you riding down the street smoking a blunt, bumping with your head bumping. Come on, man, they already mad because you riding a three hundred thousand dollar car. And that pisses them off because that shows that you are very cocky, that you don't, yeah. that you know that you're gonna get away with it because you're gonna pay your way out of this. And that's why these judges are not showing any leniency, and they're making you have to go do your time. Yeah. Well, at least some of, not all of us. But they tired, you know. They tired, right? Because they, you are like rappers already have a bad rep with the police yeah. department already because of past history and because of the, you know, they, these cops might have known you when you was on the street doing your thing, and they like, oh, I never could get you before, but I'm gonna get you now. They look for you now, so mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't be like put yourself in their trap like that. Because um, yeah. when you think about all the other little celebrities getting away with stuff, you know, running people's feet over with their car, chasing them on the freeway, you know, hitting them in the head with a phone, you know, doing all mm-hmm. kind of crazy stuff, they in and out the rehab, they in and out of jail for, what, a week, two days, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours yeah. or whatever. What you think you going to get? True, real. What they and give my- T.I. the last time? What they trying to give Lil Wayne? What they give Lil Kim for not even a violent crime? You know, yeah. I mean, like, if it was Lindsay Lohan that did what she did, she mm. wouldn't have even been in there for th- 90 days. Bill yeah. Kim had to do 18 months. And she ain't yeah. even caught, she ain't raised not near gun, then robbed not near person, then had not near drug on her. But she had to go because she wouldn't tell the truth about something she wouldn't. But the Lindsay Lohans and the other people that go through all them Paris Hilton, they get the little pat on the back or whatever because, you know, I mean, like, some of them ain't no more richer than, some of these other folks, you know, some right, of these rappers, right. these rappers got just about as much money as the Milton people. But because of the, the you know, the, the rep that we have, that's the thing that harms us all the time. Yeah. It yeah. has to change. It just has to change. So now, yeah. do you know any artists out there that you feel are sending out a good message with their music besides yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them out there, you know what I'm saying? Um it's a lot of, I mean, I listen to all kind of rap. I mean, I like that gangster shit. Don't get me wrong. I like to hear them niggas talking crazy on the on the record. That entertains me. But I like the the, the cats that do it in a clever way. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I like cats that know how to sneak the message in or or give you something. You know, he gonna talk his shit. He gonna shine on you. Gonna floss on you. But then he gonna tell you some real shit in the record. Like, oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I think that I mean. It's, rap is an expression, so I mean, go ahead and express yourself in the way that you feel, but be intelligent about it, be clever about it, be, you know what I'm saying, give a motherfucker something, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. give a motherfucker something, I love Young mm-hmm. Jeezy, I love Young Jeezy, you know what I'm saying, he talk about his dope and all that woo-woo, but that motherfucker say some clever shit in them songs that'll really fuck you up, like, damn, that's some real shit, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. he, you know, he always talk about his mama, you know what I'm saying, he talk about his family. You know, he talks a little dope shit, and he talk about his flaws and the keys and all that, but he'd throw his mama in there like, 
You know, it's a little, it hurt my mama hard to see me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ugh, that's mm-hmm. real, though. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. I like, I love rap music. I love hip-hop. And I love, I love all kind, all forms of hip-hop. And I think that there is some positive cats out there that's, that's, that's spitting messages in different ways, you know what I'm saying, and, and giving it to cats in different ways, you know. As far as, like, it's not like back in the days, like when Public Enemy and them was on the scene and nothing like that. You know, you ain't got them mm-hmm. kind of rappers no more to where it's kicking black power and all that no more. But there's no. a few cats out there that still drop game. Nas is still out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I love Nas. Uh, oh, yeah, Nas still out there. Uh, I love him. Cube, Cube's still out there, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, he is. I, I was bumping Cube's new album that I Am The West. He got a song mm-hmm. on there. Man, he got a song in there. I don't know. I forgot the name of it. But he's so cold on that song. He's talking about uh, the mortgage, the, the people that kicked him out the house, kicked his mama out the house. Hey, that's a cold song. I'm going to get the name of it. I'm going to let you know, too. That's yeah, a let cold me know. Cause, um, one of the best of one I've seen, he made a video of. I'm not sure. But, um, I mean, like, I, the way I see it, you know, the message is just not always that great, but it's affecting the kids who – don't know the history of what right. other people did it for. Right. And and all they know is what they hear now. Right. So that's why people are always suggesting, won't you go back in time and, and you know, grab some of the inspiration from the, the artists of the past and, and put that in your current music because we're supposed to keep yeah. this stuff going. You know, it, that way we can make sure our children don't miss a beat. Like It's almost like yeah. when they took black history class out of the schools, you don't get to learn about your history except for right. what they want you to learn. So right. now you only know about the stuff that they tell you in the books. You don't know right. the real history unless you actually make the effort and go, you know, find out online or wherever. I mean, the Internet can be an educator in itself for right. people who are, feel like they're not learning enough in school. So they can learn certain things that the teachers overlook and teach right. So the same thing could go with the music of the past. You know, you, you just got to go back and find out what they were talking about, what was the purpose of the particular songs and all that, because that's how you're going to make yours just hold the essence of hip-hop as well as you put your own contemporary flavor in it and then express it to children and teach them Yeah. and give yeah. them some knowledge about the past. You know, I mean, yeah. you can go take stuff from the Isley Brothers and James Brown and all that, then go take it from the other folks too. Yeah, and I grew up listening to oldies, man. You know what I'm saying? I shoot, I ride around bumping Marvin Isley, uh, Donny Hathaway, Marvin Gaye, uh, Reggae Bob Marley. You know, I grew up where right. we listened to a variety of music. Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I still bump Mary J. R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you know, these kids nowadays they so stuck on the commercial radio where they play the same ten songs all day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they, they got them in a little box to where all they know is the Dougie and the, you know what I'm saying, the the the, the, the whatever the other song, the Dougie, the Stanky Leg, and the, the Waka Flocka. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But that ain't the only music that's out there. There's there's, right. there's oceans of music out there. And they all it's all online. You know what I'm saying? Look it up. Look mm-hmm. up Marvin Gaye or type in Stevie Wonder or type in Isley Brothers or even type in Ice Cube, Public Enemy, KRS-One or... Houdini, Run DMC, you know what I'm saying? There's different music mm-hmm. out there that you can listen to and that you can get some ideas from that can motivate mm-hmm. you to make some good music. Because if you mm-hmm. look at all the greats, all, even all the cats that's popping out like Jay-Z, Nas, uh, uh, them cats grew up in that era where they was 
amongst real entertainers as real rappers that was really saying some shit. And that's why they're able to be clever and keep creating these hits and keep going because they know, you know what I'm saying, they, they know all the elements to making hits. Mm-hmm. You know, these cats nowadays, they make the stanky leg and, and, the, and the, 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 the uh, whatever the song, the, uh, what I just say? Um, the, um, the Dougie. The Dougie. The Dougie. When they go. Where, where they gonna be at three months from now? Because I can't even get into that stuff anymore. You know. I like, like the song. Don't get me wrong. But where they gonna be at three, six months from now? What's gonna right. happen when the Dougie play out? Are they gonna be able to do it again? Have another one. <laughs> yeah. Are they gonna be able to do another? You know. They had the song boy, and then here comes Dougie, and then the Stanky Dog, and all that stuff. They gonna come up with another one. That's all. Yeah, they gonna come up with another one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's up with Soldier Boy. He came with that Superman boy. That thing was a mega super hit. I know. And I think um, people like to be creative when they listen to music. And um, when you have a song associated, I mean, a dance associated with a song, it makes it even more interesting. Just like sometimes you just hear a song, but it don't take off till you see the video. You know, like the video, sometimes the video fits the song, sometimes it don't. It might be, you know, we don't have the movie videos like we used to. Michael Jackson used to come out with, like, I mean, he would have a video that's like an hour long, you know. And, and, like, we don't have that capacity anymore. I'm, I'm sure because it's expensive and all, but the creativity part of it, like, something, some rap videos look like they're supposed to be a movie, but they just, they don't really look the same. They don't have the same quality and same message right. or whatever. But, right. you know, they, and they put actors, real actors in there that you're familiar with, so that don't really help, you know. Yeah. But we we got to just step out of ourselves and, like, get other elements to be more creative. So yeah. to market your product and, and yourself and then, you know, put the better message in there, bring more of the community in. I like the videos when they were right in the hood or they were right there yeah. in the community and yeah. they let everyday people show up in the video, you know, yeah. to show that you're still connected to your audience and your fans. Those yeah. are the ones that I like the most. But that other high-tech crap, you know, like, we ain't gotta we ain't gotta have all that. Like Kanye yeah. West high tech videos get on my nerves, you know. <laughs> yeah. He his videos just get on my nerves. It's like he trying to be some type of space cadet or some kind of actor or yeah. he's not a visionary as far as I'm concerned. I like Jay Z videos and I like yeah. um I love Nas and stuff and uh, you yeah. know, I mean there's a lot of people that have really cool stuff. And I like Ice Cube because his is just basically him telling you what the heck you trying to say. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but some of these other cats, like, you know, we don't need to see no more sex videos. I'm about tired of all that ass in the video. Uh, Why are they finding girls? You know, like, you just got a bunch of girls around. You know you wouldn't even have them girls if you wasn't who you are now. Yeah. You know, they ain't going to be lining up at your door, you know, like yeah. that. And, and it's like, you're not, what kind of message are you sending? You're making women look yeah. bad because, like, it ain't no, you don't have a regular woman going to work. You don't have a regular woman working at, you know, McDonald's or wherever, or walking with her children or, you know, teaching people or whatever. You just got chicks with thongs on. And it's just yeah. they're not giving a good representation of females yeah. anymore either in a lot of these videos. So. Yeah. I think cats just need to, to, to go back and start being more creative, you know what I'm saying, uh, mm-hmm. as far as songs, videos, concepts, albums. I think cats need to just start being more creative. I think that when cats start um, throwing more concepts into the music and start being more creative and doing different stuff, I think the fans mm-hmm. will come back, and that's when hip-hop uh, uh, start making more money. You know what I'm saying? Because now you got, out of the industry, you've got about four or five cats that go platinum every year. You know what I'm saying? And those are 
the, the top hitters like Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. the only cats that's really going platinum nowadays. Everybody else under them is just selling minor, you know, a few. Some of them sell 100000 Some of them sell a couple thousand, you know what I'm saying? So I think that mm-hmm. once cats start getting more creative, start networking a little bit more with each other, start, you know what I'm saying, start experimenting with different sounds and, and, and put more message into the songs and into the videos, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I think that... That'll, that'll bring it back. And like you say, start filming your videos in the hood with the real people. I think that right. I think that rap has got disconnected from the people that, that, that it was intended for. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. losing its way, and the cats that the people that they made it for ain't ain't following it no more. You know what I'm saying? Nope. That's so, true. I mean, you know, I think that we need to just be more creative. And, you know what I'm saying, there's... And another thing is... I think cats need to, of course it's cool to incorporate your hood, but talk about worldviews, you know what I'm saying? There's things that's going on on the other side of the world that you can be putting into the music that that the spark fans over there in Japan and China and Haiti and Jamaica and Iraq and, you know what I'm saying? Reach out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tell the world your story. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, Tell that the, song that uh, Akon came out, Ghetto, um, when I first saw that, I liked him a lot because he was showing yeah. the ghetto in every country, every yep. world, you know. Yep. And and I really liked that video because, you know, it was just to show that ours is not the only ghetto. There's right. a ghetto in Africa, there's a ghetto in India, there's a ghetto everywhere, yeah. and people are suffering everywhere. But, you know, of course, you know, he got all famous and stuff and he started doing stupid stuff on stage and yeah. he just kind of yeah. like went a whole other direction. But, I mean, I, the message that he had out there was, to me, excellent. And I find there's a lot of independent artists that still put out good messages like that, but they don't get yeah. seen and heard as much as anybody else because they don't have a dollar, yeah. you know. And, it, and seemed uh, like, it, seemed like the, it seemed like the industry block out shit like that. The industry right. is looking for auto-tune and looking for the Dougie. They're not really putting money into cats that got real shit to say. You know what I'm saying? I think that I don't know why. But I think that the industry is really shutting that down. These big major labels and shit is really shutting cats down that really got something to say, and they letting that that commercial shit go through. You know what I'm saying? It's like they controlling right. the game. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's because so they have it, the money and they're losing it, and then they trying to gain control by doing that. Because when you, were, if you think about it, MySpace used to be just all about just everybody personal issues and, and having their own website and all that. And then musicians that were independent could go in there and had a music on there for the social network. But then when um, the majors saw that that was working so well for the independents and they started uh, maximizing the space on MySpace and, like, you know, merging with uh, those executives of MySpace and say, hey, we're going to give you some more money for this if you put our stuff on the front. And so now all you see is major artists on the front line of uh, MySpace. You don't see the, the independent yeah. unless they've, they've done a lot of chart moving and, and, and sales and stuff. So right. it pretty much made the independent artists have to go somewhere else. Like we're never yeah. on Facebook and Twitter, you know, other different things. But MySpace, and that's why MySpace is going down like it is. Nobody yeah. really is on there as much. So major artists don't even go to that damn MySpace page. They got somebody else doing it. So, you know, if you were an independent artist, that independent artist will handle entourage, no staff. You're really talking to that person. 
You know, they're yeah. taking the time to say thank you for being my fan. But these major folks, they're not on there talking to you. You can get on there and think you having a conversation with them, but you're talking to their publicist. I don't know because I, I have to do the same thing sometimes. But yeah. you're talking <laughs> to their publicist. You're talking to their agent or assistant or some intern. You're not talking to them. So to to let them monopolize something that was made for independence to me is ridiculous, and now independents have to work even harder. So now yeah. the same thing with commercial radio. They're trying to take over Internet radio as well because they're not getting the same thing to their commercial radio, to their regular stations. Now they yeah. have to go to the Internet. Can you see that happening? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, um, independent radio, internet radio is getting real big now because people want to hear some real shit. And the only way mm-hmm. that they're going to hear it, the only way they're not going to hear the same 10 songs of rotation all day is to go on the internet radio so they can hear a variety mm-hmm. of music, underground music, new releases, hot exclusives, you know what I'm saying, that they're not playing on mm-hmm. the commercial radio. And I think that the commercial radio is getting wind of it. Like, oh, wait a minute. You know, Ravinda's taking our... Uh, Taking our listeners, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, and and Clear Channel, you know them. Clear Channel is a billion dollar industry, and they ain't gonna let their money slip away. So they, if they oh, have no. to, they buy. If they have to, they buy the whole internet before they let that happen. That's you what they're trying to do now. They own a lot of big, major, um, licensed internet radio um, groups, um, like iHeartRadio, and yeah. they they're just trying to own everything. So they still are pushing the major artists through. So you don't, yeah. still don't see. They give you a little independent, a little, little section on the side somewhere, but you really got to be showing that you, you're really doing something. And they still make yeah. it hard. So, you know, that's why me and the people that I work with work for the independent artist that doesn't really have, you know, the, the resources that they need to be where it could be because they, they got great music. I've come yeah. across a lot of stuff I'd rather listen to than a lot of these major. I ain't listen to regular radio like years because yeah. if, I don't know who got the newest song out unless I happen to hear it on the internet or something that somebody might have put it on there or whatever because it's, yeah. it's just crap to me and I like the independent grassroots music that's out there like yeah. I love your music because it's from the heart you talk about experience you know you, you're putting a message out there and if people don't get it you know that's fine but somebody will and pass the word you know yeah yeah and tell I me about that, um. Go ahead. Tell me about your track, um, "Public Enemy Number One." Tell us what that was all about. Well, "Public Enemy Number One" is just a. It, it goes. It goes with a lot that, like we just said for the last couple of minutes. You know, what I'm saying how people perceive rappers, how people perceive hip hop, how people people perceive black athletes, how people perceive black men in general. You know, what I'm saying it seems like our culture is is. Is, is stereotyped as public enemy number one, you know what I'm saying, as far as hip-hop, black culture, fashion, you know what I'm saying, all that, they, they label all that, or they look at us as being public enemies. When when a when a brother walk into a store with sagging jeans, and, and baggy jeans, and a, and, a, and a big T-shirt on with his hat flipped to the back, some people grab, clutch their purses or grab their children or scoot over or lock their door, you know what I'm saying? So they look mm-hmm. at us, they look at us, and and hip hop a lot as being public enemy number public enemy number one. There's so many issues out there in the world, you know what I'm saying, economy, uh hunger, uh wars and everything. But they're still focused they they're still focused their attention on what Jay Z talking about or what Adam mm-hmm. is talking about, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, or you know or what Beyonce had on at the Grammy. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel, so I made the song Public Enemy, Public Enemy Number One as a metaphor for hip hop and black culture in general. You know what I'm saying? As we're being labeled and stereotyped in the wrong manner, and I just, I just, you know, got my pen and spoke about it. Well, I'm glad that you did. Now, tell me about the song uh, Club Like This, So Fly. What was that one about? Oh, it's just me just, you know what I'm saying, just, just just basically on some club shit, you know what I'm saying. A uh, club like this, So Fly, is just me uh, telling a story of a night at a club, you know what I'm saying. One night I decided to go to the club, you know, my homies called me, told me the homies was having a show at the club, so I decided to go. And it's just basically me, basically me, basically me flossing in the club, really, you know what I'm saying. That's all. It really ain't no, you know, it really wasn't no, I didn't really have to sit down and really diabolically think of some shit, you know, just be flopping in the club, talking shit, you know, a night out drinking, chilling with the homies, acting the damn fool, you know. <laughs> well, the club scene is not like it used to be. Nah, it ain't. It used to be oh. so fun, but it's like so dumb right now, like, Oh and, man, and, let me. And if you go to a community club, like in your hood or something, your community is always somebody getting shot or a fight breaking out or something like that. You know, I'm like, y'all just killed the whole purpose behind having fun in the club. Man, let me tell you what happened to me last Friday. I had a show <laughs> with the hood. I had a show with the hood stars at this club. Right, the club mm-hmm. started getting thick. It's packed. The crowd is cool and everything. A group get on stage, start performing. The motherfuckers on stage start beefing with each other. Why these fools start shooting at each other on stage? Oh, my God. These motherfuckers start shooting at each other on stage in the middle of a performance. The crowd is cool. The crowd is ready to see everybody perform. The crowd is in there cool. The bar making money. There's girls in there. It was a Halloween party, so it was like an erotic, exotic party. So girls got on the lingerie and the nice little... Uh, lady officer outfits and the nurse outfits and schoolgirl outfits and it's nice mm-hmm. up in there. These motherfuckers don't stay shooting at each other. Mm-mm-mm. Performers, they name on a flyer, Mm-mm-mm. on video, and they, and they was videotaping huh. the whole performance. So they got these idiots on stage with their name on the flyer shooting at each other on stage, shot each other on stage. Well, but they can go to jail for that anyway. Somebody oh, press charges or yeah, that's just dumb. That's- you ain't even get anywhere yet. You're already in jail. Yeah. <laughs> and that's up a good like venue that. and a good show. Venue down. Yeah, they done messed up they, a good they, venue and a good show. Because that was a nice little spot, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So, Wait I mean, a minute. So yeah. they, 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 didn't, they didn't search people, make sure they didn't have no weapons on them when they walked in the door? Yeah, they did. I think um, from what I heard was somebody snuck them in through the back door. You know, I don't really know. They had good secu- They had security at the door, dude. It was patting everybody down, females and everything. So I don't know. You know, I don't exactly know how they got the gun in, but they they got that thing in. I don't know what they did. Mm-mm-mm. They're gonna have to do them like they do the schools. Put a metal detector yeah, right wand, in the yep. doorway. Yeah. <laughs> and and That's I don't know. Do. These cats don't understand. Look, man, hip hop is our culture. This is our music, and y'all killing it, man. You know what I'm saying? They killing it with the violence, man. You in the club shooting shit up. It's a thousand girls in there, five hundred dudes. Why is you worrying about the next dude? You right. are number two to one in the club with females. Why are you worried about the next dude? What the next dude got on? Why the next dude looking at you? Why the next dude this? The next dude that? Man, come on, man. We're here to enjoy ourselves. We're here to have a few drinks, enjoy the music, enjoy the performances. 
why you got to shoot the club and shut it down to where that's one less club we can go to now? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. I don't understand it. Uh, I really well, don't. I'm gonna put on um, a double a double dose of uh, acapone for everybody. I'm gonna play Public Enemy number one, and then I'll play a club like this, So Fly. And um, if anybody wants to call in and say hi, or give their opinion of the music or whatever, or share their opinion on you know what we've been discussing, please feel free to do so at. Three four seven two three seven five zero five zero. You can always also join the chat room, uh, and you know, drop a few lines, say hi, whatever. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and check out these two tracks back to back.
like this, Capone so fly, diamonds on my wrist, club like this, poor bug like this, your boy so fly, diamonds on my wrist, club like this, poor bug like this, your boy so fly, diamonds on my wrist, club like this, poor bug like this, Capone so fly, diamonds on my wrist. Everybody meet me at the bar, I'ma buy you one, I'ma have everybody drunk before the night done, money ain't nothing to a boss, I got plenty, wipe my gators with a note, blow my nose with a 20, little mama, all in your boy grill like a dentist, and I could've went over and holler, but I didn't, cause a dude mean mugging, he don't wanna give a room, and he about to give my, cause I'm surrounded by ghouls, I got white, homie black, dude Latino, familiar, and if he come a little bit closer, they gon' kill ya, I'm a boss, they protect me like the federal men, and the club owner love me for the money I spent I got the VIP popping, DJ spinning my song Got clouds of purple rain blowing all night long Man, everybody love me, you can hate me or not And I'ma buy up the bar at the after spot So let's go like this, pouring buzz like this Come on, so fly, diamonds on my wrist Club like this, pouring buzz like this Your boy so fly, diamonds on my wrist Club like this, pouring buzz like this Your boy so fly I told ballet to bring around the car. I got you ready to go underneath the charm. See, this club cool, but the other spot gorilla. I just got a call from Stag Mata, that's my nigga. Let them hoods start performing and the club is packed. We got the backstage sold, so park around back. I told you hustle, grab alias tone and follow up. I'm in my 91 Chevy Capri, so keep up. I got the windows off folk and my beat on loud. And I can't really hear nothing unless I turn it down. I got a fat chopper roach in my damn ashtray. And I blow Garcia Vegas like my dude to taste. Smoke the parking lot up, I made a left with the light. Threw my arm out the window, let the bracelet shine bright. Cause the bracelet shine bright and complimenting my ring. And the ring shine bright and complimenting my chain. Club like this, pouring blood like this. Come on, so fly. Diamonds on my wrist. Club like this, pouring blood like this. Your boy so fly. Diamonds on my wrist. Club like this, pouring blood like this. Your boy so fly.
All right. Now that was, those both were very nice. I like those. Those are cool. Thank you. Thank you. Now, while I was listening to the music, I was also checking out my news. And it's like these things were happening while you and I were talking. <laughs> it's so crazy. Gucci Mane has recently been arrested today for driving on the wrong side of the damn road. <laughs> now, I wanted to bring this up because I'm like, this man making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. What on earth possesses him if he don't have any license, he don't have a, uh, insurance, what will possess this fool to get in the car and drive? And, like, I I know that he could have found a way to get somebody to take him somewhere. I, I hope it wasn't why he was on his way to vote. Because that's what he should have been concentrating on, voting, you know. Not doing nothing stupid, but voting. Since, wow. you know, if you're going to go there, if you're going to go there, if you're going to do something dumb, then make sure you're doing a good thing. <laughs> you got to yeah. be out there like that. Um, so I'm like, he just he just got out of jail back in May. And it's like he's already doing stuff to be put back in jail or to get stopped or whatever. I mean, they had to use pepper spray to subdue him, so obviously he starts snapping the cops, right? Wow. Wow. He was in Atlanta. I'm oh, like, man. first of all, you already know you're doing wrong because you know you don't have a license. You know you don't have insurance. You know you can't know you can't not know you're on the wrong side of the road. I mean, you're not from Germany. So how, how he don't got no license and no insurance with all that money he got? Right. I mean, like, if you're going to be doing something big time, then you need to be responsible all the way around. It's a full circle. So right. you, if you if you can't drive, then don't get you behind behind the wheel. And so he wow. got pulled over. The cops, I guess, had to say something to him, and he didn't like it, and they got into a little scuffle, and they had to use pepper spray to put him down. <laughs> wow. Take him in. They charged him with uh, damaging government property, um, not stopping there, like obstruction, and of course not having a license and proof of insurance. Ain't he on parole? And, I mean, Is he on parole? Um, he just got out of jail for doing something um, while he was on parole. So he, uh, I don't know, that might affect him again. I don't know if he's still on parole, but that's just the dumbest thing I could ever think of for somebody to do. Uh, and, you know, that's just. What we were just talking about before, I mean, when you when you get to a point where you are making it, where you're doing well, you should not be doing stupid mess like this. Get You could afford uh, a driver. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. These that dudes, crazy. man, these dudes. I mean, his name is on this is about everybody's song. So, you know, you should be walking on eggshells to stay clear. So you don't go back to jail for no reason at all. I mean, like you could tell T.I. the same thing, but, you know, he got a, a weakness for drugs. So that's where that came up. And they also going to tr- they tr- also charged um, um, Tiny. Oh, yeah, did they? they? Charged Tiny. Yes, they charged oh, wow. Tiny. Mm. Now, so how many children does she have? Like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? I don't know. I don't know. She, she, got, <laughs> she got a few by T.I. I don't know how exactly how many, but she got a few. Wow, that's crazy. I'm thinking, you have children together. Why are you doing drugs? And you have money. 
you don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to use drugs. If you just need something to make you feel good, I mean, I'm sure they got some things that are legal that you can use. And and then if you know that what's going to happen if you get caught with those drugs, that it can make you have to go to jail. You got children to take care of. I mean, just because you're rich, you want the nanny raising your kids? Yeah. I think it's just crazy. And we just need more more role models that are doing more positive things. I mean, everybody's human and all, but people need to be smart, you know. Yeah. We need smarter role models. People are not doing stupid mess and then turn around and say, kids, don't do this. Yeah. Because they're looking up to these people, and, and when they see something like that, they laugh at it, and then they want to start doing it. And I hope nobody walk around trying to get shot up like 50 Cent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, getting, yeah. That shit ain't fun. Getting shot ain't fun. I'm sure it is not. And I hope to never, ever have to experience that. <laughs> See, going to jail ain't fun. I don't know what these fools be thinking about. Ain't nothing fun about jail. I don't care how much money you have. I don't see how you can think you're going to be sitting up in there like you Al Capone or something, you know, like in really? your own room. And, and, and like, like it's like a, a hotel. It's not a hotel. Man. I did. Man, I was in jail for, I was in prison for six years, and that shit was not fun. It wasn't one day I was in there talking about, damn, this shit is cool. I would, man, I wouldn't mind. I, I'm, I don't mind staying here. Shit, I want to go home every day. I'd rather be at home every no day. We got cable. We got free cable. You know, I get to eat Man. every day. <laughs> I wish I was home every day that I was in that motherfucker. I bet you were. So now, when you got out, um, how did you kind of like transition into being home free and all that? Because I'm sure for six years you was on pretty much of a uh, consistent routine because of the way they do people in there. Um, was it easy for you to transition to, you know, doing your regular non-routine lifestyle? Um, I mean, it was kind of difficult because you got to think, I was used to um, living a certain way and going through a certain routine for six years. So when I got home, you know what I'm saying, a lot of that changed. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, you live in a controlled environment for six years where people telling you where to go, tell you when to, to when to eat, when to sleep, where to go, where to be, you know what I'm saying? And then you come home and your freedom, you're giving your freedom back to where you can come and go as you please, go to the bathroom, to the kitchen as you please, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, it was kind of difficult uh, for me to transition back. The most difficult thing was for me to be around a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Even though mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in prison, you usually – find your own little clique to hang with and y'all you stay within your your own circle or you stay mm-hmm. by yourself you know what I'm saying either one either way you choose to be you can either be by yourself or you can get you a small clique of cats that you run with I had mm-hmm. some of the times I was by myself some of the time I had a, a few cats that I used to hang around and do shit with like work out with eat with you go to the child mm-hmm. with go to the yard with work you know what I'm saying exercise with and even though I lived in a in a place where it was a lot of people, I wasn't associating with a lot of people. So when I came home, um, it was hard for me to, to like go to the club or go to Great America, go out to the supermarket. You know what I'm saying? Because I was mm-hmm. still kind of like shell shocked a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it takes a minute. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes a minute for you to adjust back to the real world when you're incarcerated for that long. You know what I'm saying? And I think that. It was even it was even kind of weird for me to be around my family, you know what I'm saying, after being gone so long. 
for me to, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean, to be around my kids, be around a female, being around my mom, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's weird, man. It's, it's it's real crazy what jail do to people, you know what I'm saying? It really, it, it fucks you, it fucks you, it fucks you up mentally, really, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really do. And for these cats to keep wanting to go back and keep going back, you, 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 you wrote those songs and you made those movies and you played, you, you caught that ball to get out of that situation. And once you got out of that situation, you got the money you wanted, got the house you wanted, got the car you wanted, got your mom at the house she wanted, and now you're willing to go back to jail? That shit just don't make I any don't sense. I don't get it. It doesn't make it, any sense. That shit's crazy. I man. mean, I'm sure it's pretty conditioned in there. And then, you know, my, I, I have a cousin who... He's been in there like he had a revolving door, and um, it's basically he can't he can't function outside of jail. He's been in trouble since he was eleven. That probably some people that. really can't. Hey, some people really can't function outside of jail. Some cats mm-hmm. go back to jail on purpose because they don't know how to deal with the real world. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They some people they don't have know how to go to jail to stay in there for the rest of their life. Yeah, you know because they can't yeah. function. They know, and, and some people just, they know that they're not going to handle any situation in a positive way. Like, you know, they're going to end yeah. up hurting somebody. So, and they're not getting any decent treatment for some reason. You know, although they're supposed to supply you with counseling and, and psychologists and medical needs and all that stuff, I can't imagine that it's happening in every prison, in every prison. So some people are, you know, lacking a lot of things that they need. But yeah. some people just have something in their brain that just, you know, it's nothing that can be done. You know, they're too far gone. And so yeah. to send them back out on the street, you can't expect them to come out here and just turn into a regular person. Yeah. They're going to just do something. Something's going to tick them. You know, it's just it's just over. But for these guys who have family members who went to jail, fathers who were in jail, you know, and in prison forever, you know, like, if you know how it felt to miss your father and, and not be able to talk to him, not be able to grow up with him, and then you have a child and then you do something dumb and you go to prison, you know, it's, it has to affect you in some kind of way that you either realize you did something wrong and you just do your time and get it over with and come out and do better for yourself and be a better example for your kid, or you yeah. just be the dumbass and just stay in there and just, you know, just give up life, period. I don't want to ever go to jail for anything. Yeah, and that was my goal to, you know, that was my goal to come home and and, uh, get my shit straight and raise my kids and and live a, you know, live a, live the life that I've, that I missed those six years, you know what I'm saying? And for me to go out and do some stupid shit, I just can't, I I mean, anything can happen. Don't get me wrong, anything Mm -hmm. can happen. But it ain't going to be for some dumb shit that I did knowingly, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be some fluke shit, you know what I'm saying? If it does happen, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but if it did, it'd be some fluke shit. It ain't gonna be for some stupid shit that I planned on doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. riding around with like riding around with hella dope robbing, or something in the car. You know what I'm saying? The ones that are rob, trying to rob a bank or rob somebody in their house or you know like right. you got. Right. I can't remember which rapper was. What was a rapper? I'm like, man, you got a record playing on the radio and you're in there trying to home invasion some damn body. You know. Because somebody did something you wanted back so you can go with guns blazing to go right. take it? You know, that's right. stupid. Yeah. Now, now, if it was a situation where somebody did something to my child or somebody did something to my mom or somebody did something to my wife and I go over there and beat their ass and catch an assault case, 
Well, okay. I can understand that. But it ain't going to be for me riding around with no dope in the car, no pistol in the car, looking for a nigga or me at the crack house, chilling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't going to be for no shit like that. It's going to be for some motherfucker doing something to my daughter, doing something to my family, and me going over there whooping their ass. You know what I'm saying? You better make it look, you better make it look as damn close to self-defense yeah. as you can. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let them come and, to your house. <laughs> yeah, and even... But I'm not. I'm not saying that. Except I'm just saying it would have to be a situation like that to where it was kind of like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be no stupid shit. Let me tell you that. No, no, but we know no if you don't have no damn license and no insurance, you're gonna be. Yeah. And you already know that you you drive around in a a, a a noticeable car, and they already know what you look like because they you in your hometown. They they waiting for you to do something. Then you gonna do something dumb like that. They probably already knew you didn't have no license. I, I know you didn't. <laughs> I can't understand how he ain't got no license. That I fool can't probably was in a. Why somebody else ain't driving a damn car? I'm like, that fool probably was in a. I'll never probably drive was in a hundred thousand dollar car with no license, no insurance. Uh huh. Wow. I'll never drive again. Let me get it big and see what happens. I won't be driving nowhere. I don't have a driver for everywhere I go. I don't have to ever worry about driving. I'm serious. I'm not going there like that because I don't. I've seen. Like, Kiefer Sutherland got pulled over for drunk driving, and I'm like, man, you just left the ward. You was drunk. You already got an alcoholic problem. Why the yeah. hell is you driving? You on 24. 24, I know you're making money because this damn thing yeah. is syndicated. So you are getting paid, and you can pay from your movies from the past, and, and your daddy got money. Why the yeah. hell is you driving a damn car? You know, if uh, you want to drink, get your drink on, but let somebody else drive. Yeah. You know, he could, and then the other guy from Prison Break, the TV show, um, he going to go drive teenagers around drunk. Oh, yeah. I've seen that, on, I seen that on the E channel the other day. Damn. Yeah. yeah. He got six to eight years in jail for involuntary. I don't know if they called it involuntary, but it was manslaughter because he had, he, he had somebody in there. He was drunk and you know, I mean that—that's what happens. You—you you can yeah. cause you—you you, just because you get lucky once or twice, don't mean it can't ever happen that you hurt somebody being drunk. You know, yeah. I mean you just can't be doing that stuff. You can't assume yeah. that you are all right because you can see straight, but what you think is straight is not really straight because you fooled yeah. yourself. You know, you just drunk. You know, you had a, a whole case of beer. Your ass is drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do my drinking at the house. Happen. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I invite my friends over. Look, y'all get to drink. Y'all can spend the night. If y'all decide to drive home, that's on y'all. Y'all gonna have to deal with them consequences. Y'all lucky. Y'all that's y'all right. welcome to stay. But if y'all choose to go out there and, and ride through this town with the drunk like that, that's on y'all. I'm finna sit right here and get my fade on, and I'm gonna go to bed. And when I'm too drunk and tired, I'm gonna go to sleep. Hey, I'm gonna take everybody's keys as soon as we come in the door. True, yeah, you ain't yeah, going nowhere. You know I know you're gonna be I drinking. Do. I'm not giving you damn keys, and y'all ain't gonna hide them where you ain't gonna find them. Um, yeah. I, and I'm gonna have a security person there. I know you're the type of person who's gonna try to snap because you're drunk. In fact, I'll, if I know how you are when you're drunk, you ain't coming to my house. Yeah, for real. <laughs> if I know you crazy, I ain't inviting you. You know right. what I'm saying? Give me that violent drunk that start wanting to kill people when you get drunk. You gotta you get to breaking my shit. Yeah, breaking my shit in my house. Oh hell no! But that passed out. <laughs> you can't be throwing up and pissing all over my house. Mm-hmm. 
Because I know people are drinking, they have fun and all that stuff. I mean, not all the time, but I mean, if it's a holiday or a special occasion or whatever, you know, that's understandable, but um, be responsible. And, and folks need to start doing it just because you got money doesn't keep you from being, uh, you know, um, addressed by the, the law. They yeah. will still come after you. They come after you before they do anybody else because you got money. And when you pay yeah. those bills, I'm sure you're going to have to pay more. Your lawyer yeah. will have to make arrangements to pay more. So they get paid off of these guys. Oh, yeah. They get yeah. a little extra money off of these guys. So they need to chill out with that mess. Yeah. Now, is there any artists out there that um, that you pretty much like as far as what they do that you'd like to collaborate with? Oh, yeah, it's a whole lot of them. I mean, shoot, from every – I'd love to do some – I'd love to hook up with Ice Cube. I'd love to do some with Nas. I'd love to do some with Jeezy. I'd love to do some with – Man, there's so many. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, the list goes on. R&B, I love to do something with Beyonce. I love to do something with R. Kelly or Mary J. I mean, there's so many artists that I that I look up to. I'm a fan of music, you know what I'm saying? I love music, you know what I'm saying? And um, there's so many people that I admire and look up to in, in music, from R&B to reggae to even rock, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's cats out there that really put it down, that's really talented, and really get it in, and I, you know, I love to collaborate with anybody that loves music the way I love music. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, are you producing anything for anybody or writing anything for anybody? Uh, right now, I'm working on a group album called TIE. It's me. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with Chunk, Young Life. Uh, I got. I, I, I just put together a group of people that I mess with that I collab with. Um, that's on my label. You know what I'm saying? And we're putting together a group album. It's kind of like uh, like a, a a new no limit kind of like you know what I'm saying I'm just getting all my crew together and we just coming with some hard music you know what I'm saying just right. sitting down collaborating on some nice music so I'm working on that that album drops uh, January 11th um, actually so yeah I'm, I'm 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 doing a little producing I'm 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 getting to learn how to uh, produce a little bit more. I want to start uh, going into radio. I want to start getting into videos. Start making videos. Um, I'm gonna. I'm this year, 2011. I'm really gonna try to expand. Try to expand my horizons a little bit broader. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just mm-hmm. being a rapper, I'm. You know, I'm a CEO. Right. I got my own record label. I'm. 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 I'm stepping into the businessman role a little bit more. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm stepping into. Um, I'm just. I'm just gonna try to do a whole bunch of little different things, you know, this year, you know. That's my New Year's resolution to kind of, like, give, spread my hustle, basically. Well, I got some ideas to help you out with that, so you make sure you get in touch with me outside of the show. We're getting our hustle on for real, and um, I'm going into a lot of different arenas um, that are opening up the doors to entertainment. A lot of there's a lot of companies that want to be involved in entertainment, you know, like to have performers at their functions. Um, then there's other um, major companies that want to bring music into their performances. Like um, we actually have a uh, something coming up. I can't mention the name of the actual organization, but it's a, a large uh, kickboxing organization <clears throat> that's actually looking for artists to open their shows during the tour. They got a tour going on right now. Um, so the, um, the different cities that they go in. So, you know, they, they came to our company to help 
um, gather up some artists that we can submit to perform for them, like new artists and you know, or indie artists, you know, whoever is really good and they can um would like the the actual exposure to over ten million people because you know the, those um type of events are on pay per view and um in addition to the people who come to the the concert, you know, I mean a uh, uh, venue. So um then we also have a TV show, a reality TV show that's coming up that's gonna be filmed in Chicago. That starts in December. Um we're focusing on uh independent artists and how they actually manage to bring themselves out to almost matching the same level of fame or exposure as major artists by just doing things on their own and having their own independent management groups or teams or whatever. So we're going to show that. It's almost like a VH1 um, unplugged type of thing. Um, so we they we, they bought uh, 15 episodes from us. Uh, so we're going to be looking for artists to put on this show, and then we have another one that's going to be on a New Orleans um, TV show um, that's coming up too. So, And then, of course, I'll be doing my own TV show, which I'm going to push back now because these other two I'm involved with. But um, I have some a show similar to The Basement. Remember The Basement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, similar to The Basement, you know, where I actually have like a, an artist like yourself that has a history in the music, um, bringing out a, an indie artist and, you know, letting them perform and everything. You pretty much would be interviewing them yourself and asking them questions. And then, of course, we have like a, a well-known DJ behind the scenes doing stuff too. Um, but I think it would be a hot show. And, you know, I'll be bringing out different artists to be the hosts. And um, it's going to be pretty hot. So it's a lot of different things that you could get involved with other than just producing your music. And you yeah. can put yourself yeah. out there really far and, and make a lot of money. So yeah, yeah. I, I wish these folks would understand that and stay out of jail. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for real. If I was in the place that they are, I'd be too damn busy trying to make my money than to be sitting up in some damn jail or getting high. I'm drinking and keeping my mind unfocused. You know, my mind needs to be focused to make this money yeah. and to yeah. have this, you know, this fame. And I would want to keep it for a long time. I don't know why these people want to be like a one-hit wonder. I don't know. One album wonder, you know. Yeah. It's just something needs to change. Now, I'm going to put on this last track that you sent me, the one, um, oh, shoot, what happened to it? Uh, King Pan Status. King Pan Status. Yeah, there it is. Let me move it up a little bit so I can see it. I'm going to put that on, and when we come back, I want you to tell us about that song. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Working, read it. Hot air conceited. What's the dance, mofo? I'm VIP. My mother's a penis. They love me when I'm beat. The club packing all bottle popping knee clippers. My back, my back, no song or song. Got burner on the way. Who's putting you hella long? Like train tracks, you know the lane track. That's your main thing. We are running straight on that. Not coming on my pops is living. If the blade gets slow, back to the pops we kitchen. We eating, we living. They jealous, they go. 
project take you in your career? Um, well I mean I would like for it to I mean, I would like for it to set me up for the next transition into entertainment, like, you know what I'm saying, to put me in a in to build me a fan base to where I could transition into movies or T V or you know what I'm saying, radio or whatever. Um you know, just, just basically catapult me into the next level of where I need to, you know, where I want to go. You know, I, I haven't really um, decided exactly where I want to go, whether it be TV, movies, radio, but I would like this album to, to kind of help me, launch me into the next phase, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I, I would. Use, I, you know, that's what I would use it for. A lot of a lot of artists, um, 
get a big record and get to mm-hmm. a, a superstar status, and then they don't know what to do after that. And then the next album don't do so well, so now they kind of like fall fall, fall off, you know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. what they should do is like Ice Cube did, he used his music to get to a certain level, and then once he got to that level, he bounced them to the movies. Then he started directing movies, writing movies, producing movies, and now he ain't got to look mm-hmm. back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or like, That's or right. like Puff Daddy, or like Puff Daddy, he bounced mm-hmm. into fashion and being a mogul and running uh, clothes, uh, alcohol clubs, you know, restaurants. He used the music to catapult himself into the next level. You know, Jay Z too. You know what I'm saying? So basically, you know what I'm what I'm looking at is for my music to help me get to the next level. I'm still going to do music, but I want to do other things too. You know what I'm saying? And the music to me is the foundation for everything else that I want to do. So, you know. Well, in addition to that, the most important thing to do is that while you are enjoying the success that you had, you get yourself educated so you can be qualified to go into the next level because I'm sure those yeah. guys didn't get there by just your street education, but there's right, a lot of right. uh, book education you need to have, and you can get it online, and I'm sure it was, Jay-Z was probably on a jet somewhere with a laptop doing his online Oh, yeah. College. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, because you you, you're not going to even be successful if you don't know how to do it. Right. And what I'm finding is a lot of people who were successful with their drug trade had a lot of really good skills when it comes to marketing and promotion and sales. And those right. same skills be using other avenues and get it away from the, le- the illegal stuff and put it into something more legal. Because I know right. uh, I've heard of a lot of guys who are like big in it and they just wanted to get out, so they started doing, you know, legitimate mm-hmm. businesses. So I'm thinking that you know, with all the skills they have for that that kind of stuff, they should mm-hmm. just try to learn more about the standard business and put those skills to work because they're gonna be really successful with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and the, I mean, you can't be, a lot of those guys are named like Jay-Z, Puffy. Those guys ain't no dumb guys. You can't be stupid and manage money, you know, that much money like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. So, I mean, you got to have some kind of education to even run a business like that. And to be right, successful somebody in a business can take like that. Money. Yeah, for real. Somebody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, Puffy's been doing his thing for a long time, him and Jay-Z. And they got stuff yeah. that we don't even know about going on because they, they educate themselves. They did everything. Yeah, somebody could suck you into signing a contract and take everything from a bunch of you. So That's you got to right. really be, like you say, you really got to be educated. And, you know what I'm saying, once you use that music to take you to the next level, you got to learn about the next level that you're trying to get into. Or like you and say, you also, it could all mm-hmm. fall down. Right, and you also have to learn how to make good investments, too, because yeah. um, a lot of stuff I see people doing is buying things that depreciate the minute it walks out of the store. Right, um, right. The money that they get, they can put that into stuff that has more long-term uh, financial reward. And I, I'm thinking they don't have a person in their circle teaching them these things. Because yeah. I can't imagine buying a $50,000 chain. It ain't $50,000 no more when you leave right, the store. right. It's yeah. not fifty thousand dollars no more. The house that you buy that's twenty million dollars ain't twenty million dollars no more because the market has damn near crashed right. all over the country. So yeah. why spend your money in things that don't have a, a actual you know proven long term history of bringing you money? 
Right. You know, over time they don't bring you nothing. So there's a lot of different things they need to learn <clears throat> to get out there and educate themselves in the, you know, financial investments and, you know, get involved in nonprofits. I don't, I'm tired of these people who are going to jail from tax evasion. You know, if you educate yourself, you can learn ways of having your taxes reduced by donating to some really good causes. Right. You know, they need to educate themselves on that, too. I mean, a lot of people just, it's like they don't pick up a book. They just go out and start shopping. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely got to, you know, you definitely got to know how to manage your money. You got to make the right investments, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I was saying earlier on the interview when I was saying that people got to, you got to surround yourself with the right people, you know what I'm saying? You got to surround yourself with busy, business-savvy people in order to, you know, in order to, to, to do different ventures like that, you know? And I'm pretty sure that the cats that Jay-Z and, and Puffy and, and uh, uh, whoever, Nelly or whoever got surrounding them, they Jay-Z and Nelly and Puffy know how to do their music good, and they got other cats around that know how to do everything else good. So where all they have to do is they... All they have to do is, is say, hey, I'm going to have my man call you. And the person they have call you, they're going to make sure that thing is right, you know what I'm saying, before they even put their name on the dotted line. So, well, I wish I knew who their financial advisor was. Man, I, I wish I knew who they was, too. I would love to get my little $5, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I will find out. I know how to find out. I'm like a, I'm like a, I don't know, special investigator. I'm gonna go and find out because when I get my business where you know I can be comfortable like that, I don't want to have. I just find no reason to have millions and millions and millions just sitting around. It can be something done with it. So when I get mine, I'm gonna find Nelly or Jay Z's financial advisor <laughs> uh-huh. to work with me on some other things to you know to do. I mean maybe I could own a, a baseball team or a basketball team or something one day, yeah. you know, a hotel yeah. chain, you know what I'm saying, yeah. uh, create my own car, you know, yeah. or bring the car. We got the future ahead of us. You know, yeah. I, I could do like first car that does something strange, like the, the like the Mach 5 from Speed Racer, you know, a real car like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. You know? So it has been a pleasure um, having this conversation with you, talking with you, and listening to your music. And I wish you all the best. And I know that, you know, you're very intelligent and and very business-minded that you want to continue with your success and what you want to do. Please, um, you know, feel free to contact me anytime you have a question or something I can help you with, you know, even in promotion or any other business things, whatever, you know, I'm here to help you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. And I'm going to go out with playing the song that we opened the show with, um, uh, your representing song, because that was pretty much something that was representing what, you're, what you stand for and what, you know, we stand for as far as um, in, uh, promoting independent artists. So you have a good night. All you listeners thank out there, thank you for tuning in. And, and all y'all, before we go, check, out, go that, check out, out that video. I have a video for that representing on YouTube right now, www.youtube.com forward slash the insane empire one check out my new video for representing this high okay what's the website where they can purchase your album they can get it from itunes rhapsody napster cdbaby.com um any internet distribution companies is holding my record right now that's good 
That's good. So everybody, to pay attention, download the show when we're done, and uh, hold on to this information, enjoy the music, and, and please enjoy the song representing. And um, we are out. I will see you all on Thursday when we talk about role models for young women and children, young girls. Any hand raised against me won't prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. Like I'm on my way to execution These bitches love my style They say that thug shit seduces them I'm covering across a true boss Where niggas play to win We ain't into taking losses Y'all niggas say chemical Capone Don't still got it Backstab niggas Wish me misfortune and pride Call me Mr. International My love extends Across state lines Neighborhood slums and bend I fuck with D.C. niggas St. Louis, Kansas City Memphis, Tennessee Down to Louisville, Kentucky New Orleans niggas, Texas on back down to Georgia, Portland, Denver, Las Vegas, Southern California, my East Coast niggas worth the record. Down in Boston, these niggas counted Acapone out. Now it's on call, I'm a general in Midtown Hall. Keeping the king, I'm a pioneer in your swag, on my swag, everything. Walk the line with my head up high And these real nigga haters would love to see me die Here I am, nigga, loaded, cock it back and shoot Dress me in black and give your boy a 21 gun salute And keep your eyes towards the mountains on a dark cloudy night Cause I'm coming with a bitch and it's gonna cost you your life I'm from that old bay, that my music era A 90s baby, that fully automatic decade Where niggas went crazy, I fucked with two shorts That nigga Spice One and Ricky Rich And bad influence, nigga, 40 legit in the click Three times crazy, the link was Mac Mall and Mac Drake That Sebo, that brother Lynch Hunt, that killer tape My figures, nigga, Tina Mess and Guapale Paris Iscariot to coop the whole damn yay Yeah, your dudes ran away with the style And did your thing, but you can never be Your swag or our swag, everything
right. Well, I want to thank everybody once again for uh, joining us for this great show. Um, I see I have my boy, um, Starships Melly, in the audience. Man, you better answer my emails. And um, I want to thank all the people that are listening. We had a great time with our guest, Acapone. Anybody that has a show that would love to have music, um, just hit me an email, mznndradio at gmail.com. Um, as a radio host, I'll go ahead and forward that to you so that you can go ahead and help support this artist. And we look forward to having him back on again, um, you know, for every project that he has to offer uh, the, the music generation of today. So thanks again, and you all have a wonderful evening. <laughs>